Hey, it's the Home Medic. You're listening to the series on sprinkler systems. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. Subject this time would be using the timer box, and the guest is Heidi Hansine. Good to be with you. So it's uh, hard to keep your family out of the hospital in the sprinkler category. For example, if you do your sprinkler timer box wrong, there are ways that that can put your family in the hospital. Well, let's hear about that. All right. Here's how it is. Let's say that you have your sprinkler timer box all kinds of wrong. You're soaking the yard. You're soaking the house. You're getting water into the house. Everything starts getting moldy. You're growing mushrooms and not the good kind. And now your family has mold issues and their lungs get bad and now they're in the hospital. That that could put them in the hospital. Okay. So we have justified our, our intro statement, <laughs> even though we're just talking about timer boxes this time around. Hey, I'm just more concerned about that convenience. I've still got that timer in my garage unused. It's there. It's just not working. Or I don't know how to work it or set it up. That's a good point. Um, you know, a lot of people are kind of overwhelmed by that timer box and what's going on there. Sometimes you've just got an ancient one that needs to be replaced. But as a home inspector, of course, I have to be able to operate any and every timer box. But what you uh, need to know is that most boxes will have a setting where you can manually test an individual line. They'll have one where you can test all of them. And then you've got the regular programming settings where they basically want to know what date today is and time. Then they want to know whether you want to turn on your sprinklers Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or every day, or every other day, or whatever it is. They want to have that information from you. And then, of course, they want to know when you want to start the sprinkler cycle. Perfect. I mean, very useful if you can figure out how to get it all set up, right? So if you walk up to that sprinkler box, knowing what it is expecting from you, the job gets a little easier. (laughs) Uh, Another thing that sprinkler timer box is going to want to know is how many minutes on each line. As the home inspector, I, I, I quite often find that people have it all wrong. When I moved into the home that I am in now, they had each of the lines set for a half hour every day. Wow. And we don't want to do that. Too long and too often, right? Yeah, exactly. So generally what you want to do in order to have a healthy lawn, there's a couple things. One is set your lawnmower blade higher to four inches or the max setting, whatever that might be on your your lawnmower. The other is you want to water deeper. You want to force those roots down deeper into the soil where they are less affected by the heat and cold cycle. So is that depending on the heat about every other day, about every two days? Um, days? Yeah, ideally if you really want to train your your lawn really well, you're going to water deep twice a week. Okay. And that would be a very well-trained lawn. For the rest of us, three times a week is, is probably good. And that's going to result in saved water. It's going to result in a much better looking lawn during July and August and those hot months because the roots are going to be down deep where the water is. For example, if you water shallow 
routinely, those, those roots are all going to be on the surface. So does your, does your soil matter? For example, when we put our lawn in decades ago, we didn't do a good job. I, I can blame this on my ex-husband, but he didn't want to bring in topsoil. So we've got clay. All things can be blamed on the ex-husband. He didn't want to bring in topsoil. He thought it was a good exercise for us to go out there and you know, spend a few weeks digging out rocks, but we still had clay <laughs> soil. So I find that in the midsummer, it doesn't seem to be enough to water my lawn twice a week, even if I'm doing it deeply. Yeah, funny thing is I blame all things on my ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't matter what kind of soil. Obviously, if you've got a sandy soil, you're going to have water that's going to want to drain away more quickly. If you've got a clay, on the other hand, it's hard to get water to even go down. Maybe that's the problem. It's running into the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but in any case, if you water less often and more deeply, the roots are going to go where the water is. Okay. And in April, May, June, when the when the living is easy, uh, those roots don't have to reach, and so they're not going to. And then you're going to have a nasty looking lot in August. Mm, okay. Yeah, if you got a loamy soil, if you got clay, if you got sand, whatever it is, you still want to force that that water and the roots down. That's just good for everything. So is a deep watering a half an hour or is it 15 to 20 minutes each time? That's I'm going to say depends on the size of the area that you're doing. For example, if you're if you've got the big rotor heads and you've got 10 acres, um, you might need to go 45 minutes. Oh, okay. On the other hand, if you've got a 20 by 20 area, you can thoroughly soak that in 15 minutes. So maybe my problem is that I haven't been running the sprinklers long enough because I had heard, quote unquote, 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's not deep enough. Okay. Uh, that'll get the top side wet, but that's not what we're looking for. Mm, okay. So, yeah, and you, you can often tell when your watering is not deep enough because if you've got a tree on your lawn, and we all do, the tree roots are also going to go where the water is. Uh. And so if you've got tree roots on the surface of your soil, that's telling you that the water is on top as opposed to down where the tree roots really need to belong. Nobody wants those nasty tree roots. On, no. on the surface of their yard. Although I'm pretty good about watering the trees separately, so that's probably why I haven't noticed that. Okay, well, that's one indication that you're doing okay. <laughs> uh, another would be, you know, I'd mentioned that, that you want to go maybe three times a week. You want to give your, your timer box a day off on Sunday as well. There is a setting where you can go odd days or even days, and some cities will actually require, if there's a water problem, they'll actually require odd days or even days based on your house number. But you are better off just you know, giving that lawn another day once a week to dry out and send those roots deeper down where they need to go. That's great to know. Okay, giving the box Sunday off. Sizing the lines and pressure You'll find as you go into a lot of hardware stores that there's a couple of different widths or thicknesses of PVC line. There's the Schedule 40. Sometimes you'll see the Schedule 200. It's funny because the Schedule 40 is a smaller number, but it's a bigger width and pressure capacity. Okay. The Schedule 200 is 
not really good stuff, and more and more as time goes by, places are getting away from it. It has a bigger inner diameter, so it has a little bit more carrying capacity, but it's a lot more likely to be damaged by all kinds of little things. So pick the Schedule 40. It's a little more expensive, but it's worth it. Definitely. You don't want to have to redo that system. Yeah, the one of my favorites, as I did a Schedule 200 a thousand years ago on my, my own first house, I saw this spiral cracking, and that's what happens when you get ice down in there. Ah. And that was one indication to me that I had picked the wrong kind <laughs> of thing. And of course, if you got that sort of thing, when you replace it, put a drain line in there. Those are also available at hardware stores. So that if you have a low spot, maybe a U-shaped area in your, in your sprinkler line, you can actually put a drain in there. It doesn't drain while the pressure is on, but when the pressure comes off and the system is idle, it will actually drip water out of that space so that you're not getting ice damage in the winter. Oh, that's great. I didn't even know that was a possibility. How many heads on a sprinkler line? Should we cover that oh, one? Oh, that's a good, yeah. I, it probably depends how many, what type of heads, right? When we're, well, we're blaming the ex-husband. How many did he put on <laughs> your sprinkler lines? Are you aware of that? You know, let's see. Um, I'm not. And I think overall he did a good job setting that up in spite of the fact that I really wanted topsoil and complained about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the number of heads as a rule as a home inspector, of course, things are going to change based based on the diameter of the line that you use. If you've got a schedule 43 quarter inch, if you've got a schedule 41 inch or a quarter, or even if you want to go nuts and go with maybe a two inch line, that's all going to change. As a home inspector, I don't see the diameter of the line. And of course, I don't know the pressures that are being delivered to the system. But as a rule of thumb, if you've got those small fixed spray heads, the kind that only spray out 10-ish Right. Those, unless you've got huge diameters and bigger pressures, you really don't want to go more than about 12 of those sorts of spray heads on any particular line. Are those more uh, water conserving? I've heard they are. They would be because they're a little bit more precise in the areas that they cover. I see. The big rotor heads can overlap and, and you can have some waste just in, in the areas that you've got to cover. How many heads on a line if you've got the big rotor heads? If you've got the big ones there, four is a good number, six is kind of a max. If you walk up to a house or if you're looking at yours and you've got weak pressures and you've got eight of the big rotor heads or ten and they're not spraying, that's you why. You've got too many in the same line. Right. If you've got ten, for example, or even eight, you might want to just split that one line into two add another valve, run a separate line to those, uh, four of those heads and create another, another leg. Mm. Okay, Heidi, master of well, your mansion. you're the master here. You've really given us some valuable information. What does your mansion look like this time? Well, my lawn's getting greener, especially since it rained yeah. the last couple of days and I didn't have to worry about the sprinklers. That's a, <laughs> that's a good thing. HomeMedicUSA.com if you need a pro. If you need somebody that I'd be proud to recommend, then, uh, then go to my website. If you need a, any old Joe, then I guess you go to Google. or They don't really do the yellow pages anymore. So let's, let's say go to Google. Finally, be you because... Everybody else is taken. You say that so much better. <laughs>